Welcome to Local News Live, the podcast. I'm Ryan Pierce, one of the hosts at Local News Live. Great to have you with us and tuning into the podcast today, wherever you're at. I'm recording on Wednesday, June 2nd, as we've just reached a new month into the very beginning of June. But whenever you're listening to this, uh, we appreciate it. Just know that the stories I have today are from Wednesday, June 2nd. Okay, so Local News Live, the podcast, it comes in a variety of shapes and sizes. If you heard Victoria and Nick talking about some hard-hitting news, going back and forth, sharing what they know about each topic, and they get their stories like I will from the great TV stations across our country. So what I've done is picked up a couple different, uh, really about 12 different stories from great TV stations. I'm going to read them to you, give you some perspective, and I picked these, one, because they're timely, two, because they're big stories in their markets, but most importantly, number three, because they reflect a pattern across the country. And to remind you, Local News Live, we are owned by Gray TV. We're the digital network for Gray TV, where we take our Gray TV stations across the country, what they have covering that particular day, and bring them to you at a network level. So if a story uh, piques our interest and we think, hey, this is, for one, breaking news, but two, because it applies to probably everywhere. That is the kind of content we're looking for and the kind of stories that I picked out today. So, as I get out my piece of paper, let's go ahead and get into it. A handful of different stories from earlier today that I think reflect trends across the country. This first one comes from WVLT. They're a great TV station in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, the story they're covering is from Clinton, Tennessee, where a uh, local plants, local plants are offering workers $1,000 in signing bonuses. You just have to stay a few weeks for them to take effect. It's because hiring people is just so hard. In many places across the country, especially companies and businesses that have only been able to offer low-income opportunities. Taco Bell. I'll give you an example. Taco Bell. I was at a local Taco Bell where I live. This was on a Saturday, mind you. And it was in the mid-afternoon, I go to the drive-thru, and they say, we're closed today because of a worker shortage. I've never seen that in my entire life. I don't think many of us, many of you, you probably have not seen that in your entire life at a local fast food restaurant, and if Taco Bell's getting impacted, you know we're feeling the ripple effects across the country, and this is how a business, a group of businesses in Clinton, uh, Tennessee, reported by WVLT, are trying to uh, counteract that as plant workers and plant companies are giving workers $1,000 signing bonuses. So that's story number one. Story number two also has to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. During the pandemic, we realized we need reliable internet everywhere, not just in the big cities, not just in the cozy towns, not just in the suburbs, in the rural areas, in the low-income areas, because when you don't have access to internet, you fall behind quickly whether it be school, whether it be working from home, some people that didn't have access to it just couldn't do it as efficiently. So in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer issued an executive order today to set up the Michigan High-Speed Internet Office. Its goal is to make high-speed internet more affordable and accessible. She says it's a major need for high-speed internet after it was made up High-speed internet was made uh, very apparent that we need better access during the COVID-19 pandemic. So two stories that kind of relate to maybe the rest of the country. Maybe you might see your state enact these executive orders, these programs to help get high-speed internet, reliable internet, out to parts of the community that may not be afforded all the times. Or maybe your local 
businesses, small, big, whatever they may be, are offering workers $1,000 signing bonuses just to get them in the door. Story number three comes from Kentucky. WYMT reporting. The first Kentucky patient has received a double lung transplant. The first time this procedure has been done in the state of Kentucky history. Dan Hoover from Stanford, Kentucky was the patient. Hoover contracted COVID-19 and was admitted to the hospital with bilateral COVID pneumonia in January. So he's got the double whammy. He was immediately put on the lung transport list and received a transport on April 4th, 2021. The silver lining in the COVID-19 pandemic, our medical system did incredible work. Heroes to many had to react and adapt quickly. And you see first across the country, in Kentucky, a great example, a patient received a double lung transport. Sorry, say it again. Double lung transplant for the first time in state history. How about this positive news as we come out of the COVID-19 pandemic? This is from WVUE in New Orleans. The cruise industry is making a comeback in the Big Easy. WVUE reports the Port of New Orleans says some cruise ship businesses are already returning. Large ships will be back in September. This comes after the CDC approved cruise passenger services for Florida and Texas ports beginning in July. Pretty exciting stuff. Really, the pandemic started with cruise ships. You remember those early reports we saw on the news. I read on the news that cruise ships were the ones seeing all these infections. Entire cruise ships of passengers and crew members would get it. The COVID-19 pandemic. Now they're starting to come back. A sign that we're again returning to normalcy. Positive story here. This is from WKYT in Lexington, Kentucky. The St. Paul Catholic Church in Lexington is supporting the LGBTQ community. This Pride Month, the church has signed as a sign welcoming the community with words that say, come out and come in. The St. Paul Catholic Church in Lexington has a multicolored sign with the words, come out and come in, to support those in the LGBTQ community. Now you know the church has a history of reaching out to marginalize groups like immigrants, refugees, and the LGBTQ community there in Lexington. So St. Paul Catholic Church has been doing this for a while, helping out those that are marginalized, and this is another example. Some positive news there. Let's go out east. WECT covering this in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. A small group of activists celebrated what would have been Andrew Brown's, Andrew Brown Jr.'s 42nd birthday. He was a black man that was killed by police when he was trying to drive away from a group of them as they had him surrounded in Elizabeth City a couple months months ago. He was being arrested, trying to avoid arrest, and he was driving out, and there was an officer near the front of his vehicle. You saw it on the camera, and multiple officers opened fire because they were worried their comrade would get run over. They fatally struck Brown Jr., and he died. It led to multiple protests across the community, many of them. We spoke with our team out in Charlotte. We're very peaceful um, as they tried to get justice, but more specifically get that body cam footage released of Andrew Brown Jr.'s incident. It was released. The local DA didn't press charges. Police got off. So Brown was shot and killed by Elizabeth City deputies. To celebrate his birthday today, a group of Black, voter, a Black Voters Matter, that's the name of the group, Black Voters Matter, 
handed out 365 bottles of water to their local community to celebrate each day. Andrew Brown Jr. was on earth this past year. 365 bottles of water to those in marginalized communities. So this local group, Black Voters Matter, is taking a sad situation and doing something positive by handing out bottles of water to the local community. So we've covered different COVID-related topics. We've looked at how our country at large, through the local communities, are adapting to the post-COVID life, maybe making changes, as they are in Michigan, as they are in Kentucky, after they learned a lot from COVID-19. Now, this next story is about trying to get people vaccinated. It comes from KKTV in Colorado Springs. The state of Colorado is awarding a $50,000 scholarship to 25 vaccinated Coloradans between the ages of 12 and 17. There will be a drawing held every Monday in June, starting with the 7th. The final drawing will be held Friday, July 9th. Kids will be chosen each week. So now that we have many adults across the country vaccinated, over 50% of adults are fully vaccinated, both, both doses, we're trying to get young people vaccinated to stop the spread of COVID-19 and continue to do great work against it. And Colorado is starting this program. This is pretty good stuff. $50,000 scholarships to 25 vaccinated Coloradans between 12 and 17. The drawings will be held five times. Five kids will get their names drawn between now and July 9th. That's some pretty cool stuff. Now, since the COVID-19 pandemic began, violence across the country has gone up. There are many variables why. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Well, lawmakers in Montgomery, Alabama, are worried about rising violence, and they have a solution. They're asking local faith leaders and community activists to work with the community. Faith leaders are saying they need to mentor young people, listen to them, and teach them ways to address frustration in a nonviolent way. And this is a uh, practice that is being employed across the country in a variety of cities, big, medium, small, that it just can't be police trying to keep people safe. It doesn't work. We've seen that. It's a tough job being a police officer. They need help. So many cities are trying to get local leaders, faith leaders, people that are popular. You know, they, they run local groups, community activists, to talk to people about gun violence, about being violent, doing crime, trying to prevent it when they're young with the influence they have. WFSA or excuse me, WSFA in Montgomery, Alabama, reporting on that. One more story for you. Again, these are stories from our great TV stations across the country. They reflect maybe patterns of change that you might see in your community. Stories that indicate how we're rebounding from the COVID-19 pandemic, recovering in many ways, trying to get people vaccinated, and what our country may look like going forward. Maybe we have high-speed internet available for more people. Maybe we have more procedures that are doable, like in Kentucky. They just did the first double lung transplant. And maybe we see the cruise industry make some changes. Some companies have to add more incentive when it comes to hiring people for low incomes. All those things may be changing post-COVID-19, and we're seeing the stories pop up from communities across the country. Like this one, Senate lawmakers, is being reported by KALB in Louisiana, are debating a bill that requires seatbelts on all school buses. The bill passed the House last month without objections. That means it's in good shape to pass the Senate. 
when it gets to it. The bill will require all buses operating after January 1st, 2023, the state has time, to have seatbelts. So how about that? Kids being forced to wear seatbelts on school buses, the feedback in the community is mixed. According to KLB, many parents like it. They think their kids will be safer. However, many school officials say school buses are already some of the safest places for kids to be. And adding seatbelts will make the lives of bus drivers even more challenging. So that's a rundown of some of the top stories, some of the top trends we're covering from great TV stations across the country. Here on Local News Live, the podcast, we try to get this out daily, whether it's in the form of what I'm doing now, speaking about top stories, interviews being conducted by myself uh, and many of the other uh, Local News Live's hosts and producers, Tyler Jones, Amber Seif has been on it, and of course, um, Victoria Shirley and Nick Lawton have really been driving the podcast here. Uh, they've been hosting almost at a daily basis, so please give them a, a, a five-star review on whatever podcast platform that you, you're listening to. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate that, and we hope you're back soon. Again, I'm Ryan Pierce, a host for Local News Live, the digital network for great TV. This has been Local News Live, the podcast.